The press conferences are in full effect. We'll go over what Mike Elko feels like the Cameron Crazy should do in order to get people into Duke football. We'll also talk about men's hoops. We'll go over all of those great games over the weekend. J.J. Jackson, Locked on Blue Devils, is in the building. It should be a good one. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Locked On ACC, thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. It is free and available wherever you get podcasts. JJ Jackson, Locked On Blue Devils is in the building. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. JJ, thank you so much for joining. I can't wait to ask you some of these hard-hitting Duke football questions that I know you love so very much. Yeah, busy weekend, busy week, Candace. Since we last spoke, a lot has changed as a new football coach has come into the mix. I personally really enjoyed yesterday's show on Locked on ACC with you and Kenton Gibbs chopping it up. If people did not catch that conversation, it's going to be really easy to find since you're already listening to us right now on Locked on ACC Go back and listen to it because I thought you guys had some great things to say about Thanks. the chaos of the ACC uh, football world this past weekend. I appreciate that because, you know, I'm trying to give the positive side of things. And yeah, we I had... loved it. I picked up on that. All things okay. positive from you with Duke, and I loved it. Debbie Downer over here. You know, it's <laughs> fine. But, no, I would love to hear your thoughts about Mike Elko and how you feel. Coming from Texas A&M, defensive coordinator, now leading the charge for the Blue Devils. Has a lot of energy, has a lot of good thoughts. I had mentioned yesterday that I thought he was a safe hire, but would love to hear from you. What do you feel like this is going to change for Duke football culture? And if you could just speak on the fact that we were talking about, you know, can scholarship players really stand toe-to-toe with the rest? Can they compete because of the simple fact that Duke academic rigor is kind of hard? So I would love to get your thoughts here. Yeah, no, thank you for asking my thoughts. I really do appreciate it. I thought that you guys did a great job last week on Locked on ACC after we spoke. Again, when we spoke, it was still like, I have no idea what's happening. Like, does Nina King and this athletic administration realize you need to find a football coach? Because it was just so quiet. And credit to them for keeping it quiet with their search. But as time went on, reporters were able to find out more and more scoops. And it appeared like it was a three-horse race for the Duke football coach between Tony Elliott between Jason Garrett, the former Cowboys head coach, and then finally Mike Elko, who ultimately got the job. Big fan of the hire. Yesterday, you kept using the word smart and safe, Candice, when you look at what Mike Elko is going to bring to the program. At just 44 years young, I like to say, in the coaching industry, but still 23 years worth of experience. He spoke often about his days playing at Penn, which is something that I had alluded to all last week on Lockdown Blue Devils, that Ivy League experience is going to be so important when it comes to playing uh, at Duke and recruiting to the academic rigor, as you're alluding to. That is going to be a challenge. There is no doubt about that. But that can't be a hindrance in terms of building your football program forward. Duke has still had really talented players come through their school. They still have had a top 10 pick at the quarterback position, mind you, within the last three years. Uh, coming out of Duke and Daniel Jones. So they've got football players there. They just need to consistently be able to develop the players that they have on roster in order to become a complete team. If teams like Wake Forest can do it in the ACC, I know that Duke can do it because Duke finds ways in other sports to excel academically and athletically. 
football, it's time to pick up their end of the bargain. Yesterday, Candice, you mentioned sort of the revenue split between all these sports. Football brings in a lot of money. It also costs a hell of a lot of money. So you've got to find results and win football games. And I think Mike Elko is going to help the team do that. Absolutely. No, I really believe that when it came down to the coaching decisions, Jason Garrett's evaluation came down to Daniel Jones. I ain't gonna hold you. Because <laughs> I feel like if you can't get the Duke former Duke grad to excel in the big leagues, why would I bring you here to try and get my guys at the collegiate level to prosper? I just I'm not going for that. So I'm, honestly, you guys are very much better off. I'm just gonna say <laughs> we will see. I, I think there is validity to that for sure with how things went in New York. I think the other big thing, Candace, uh, if we're being honest, that this Duke Athletic Department was talking about, uh, more so than Daniel Jones, uh, I think is the fact that he just didn't have any college coaching experience. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. That is huge at the end of the day. Can you recruit? Can you find a staff who can recruit? You can find a staff in the NFL to do your thing, right? The Cowboys yeah. had uh, successful years under head coach Jason Garrett, but can you find a recruit uh, or staff, excuse me, that can recruit, and he just quite frankly didn't have the experience, whereas Mike Elko had tie after tie after tie to really big football programs across the country, had success mm -hmm. in the ACC, has the academic background, as I mentioned. I think he's just the perfect home run hire. Yeah, and I think having to go into people's homes and convince them to let their 18-year-old kid come to your university and go and thrive at a place like Duke, it absolutely is important. So I'm in complete agreement thinking that Mike Elko, and you know, of course, I love it when fans send their, their messages and comments. So I really appreciate you guys jumping in, even if it's to Bully Kitten. No, I'm just kidding. Be respectful, right? But no, just to talk about, you know, I learned a lot. And I also was reminded of how good Duke was in a couple of years. Like, they're not terrible. They have competed in the Coastal. So we can't take away from it. I know Coastal, everyone knows every single year it's always going to be up in the air. But they certainly have, you know, the the they have the players to be successful. They have Mateo Durant. They have, you know, some really great guys on defense this past season who could really excel if they get more time. And I think it's just a matter of we all understand with the Wake Forest program, with more programs similar, you're going to have to develop people. And a lot of people are high on Mike Elko and his ability to develop. So it really will just transpire. We're going to give him four to five, I feel like. And what will happen from there, we can roll on. And, you know, again, I think Duke. They just got a lot of growing to do, same as everybody else around this place. Like Tony Elliott is going to have a tall task. He's going coming after a guy who everyone freaking loved. That's right. you know no bones about. It. Not to say people didn't love Coach Cut, but people kind of understood where it was. Right? I think with Bronco, it was like, oh no, everything's pretty good. Like we're we're competing here. So why are you leaving? Right? And I saw video content of him, you know, literally passing the keys off to uh, Tony and like opening the door for him, showing him around. Like he's still part of the family. So that transition to me is a lot different than the one at Duke, but I'd love to get your thoughts quick here on Tony Elliott. Do you feel like that was a good hire as well? Excited to see how that plays out. Really excited that Tony Elliott is getting that opportunity to be the Virginia head coach and really cool that Bronco Mendenhall has been so gracious in terms of sort of handing over that position. Uh, granted, Mendenhall's decision sort of to walk in a different direction in life and that sort of thing, but still to say, okay, I'm no longer, this is no longer my true office. I no longer have the title of head coach. That's difficult for any man to go through. And so Tony Elliott now gets that opportunity, had tons and tons of success at Clemson. And this is what you do in the coaching biz. You go somewhere, you make get your name known as an assistant, as a coordinator. Okay, you're the head coach. Now what can you show me? And I'm glad Tony Elliott finally gets that opportunity. 
No doubt. Well, it's time to talk about your favorite time of the year, and that's some college hoops, right? I know you're super pumped about the season, how it's rolling. Maybe Duke will play a conference team one of these days. But if y'all are ready to get in on the action, we strongly encourage you to bet with Bet Online. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports is simply is where the game starts. They have you covered all season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this year. And head to their new updated desktop. Or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code Locked On. All right, football, basketball, NHL, boxing, and more. You can do that at betonline.ag. Again, that's betonline.ag. Betonline is where the game starts. JJ Jackson, Locked On Blue Devils in the building. We are Tuesday episode. You can follow us at Locked On ACC on Twitter. If you guys are excited about football, make sure you get tapped in with the Odyssey app. We're going to have an ultimate college football preview with a full you know, slate of analysis as we're getting into bowl season. So make sure you guys check that out. I'll be talking about Notre Dame, and I'm super pumped. i got to find my notes because <laughs> we all know how I feel about Notre Dame every other time, but it's fine. We'll add them to the family for now because I love Marcus Freeman. But that's a whole other coaching story for a whole other day and I like him for a whole lot other reasons than I do Tony <laughs> Elliott and Mike Elko but anywho basketball JJ you feeling good about what you saw this weekend we're gonna go over a slate full of games but we'd love to know your thoughts just overall ACC how you feeling about the conference thus far would have felt a whole lot better if Duke got to be a part of the action but they're yeah. in the middle of this two-week break and this is our Tuesday locked on ACC it finally comes to a close today as tonight Duke will be back in action when they take on South Carolina State. But over the weekend, what a big game and win it was for Notre Dame to knock off Kentucky at home. Yeah. Like, that's the big picture moment that I have from ACC basketball over the weekend. NC State so close <laughs> versus Purdue. But the fact that it was at home for Notre Dame, able to get a win like that over Kentucky, I thought that was so awesome. Awesome. Listen, let's talk about this Notre Dame game here first. I have to crack a joke that NC State might be the team of almost doesn't count. That might be the you know <laughs> the staple of them this season. But Blake Wesley, have a night, okay? The kid from South Bend Public High School holding it down for the squad. What an amazing opportunity for him to like literally carry the team on his back and shoot it when it mattered most. And then to have a dunk at the end to solidify having fans storm the court. I think that's just what Notre Dame really needed. They needed that energy back. I think that's something, you know, Bray has been talking about and you've just been missing from what we're used to seeing out of Notre Dame and being a solid squad. They're trying to not have their another losing season. I think it'll be like the third out of four years. So I'm feeling good about a win, but you got to build on those. That's definitely, this is definitely what this team needs in order to be successful. Yeah, big win for Notre Dame. As you said, Wesley had 14 tied for the team high, as uh, Dane Gooden also had 14 as well. Atkinson Jr. in double figures. And then Trey Wirtz had 12. Wirtz is from Charlotte, North Carolina. So a hoop state kid doing some cool things up there at Notre Dame. Yeah. What a big win for them, though. I mean, to, to feel like, okay, we're playing against Kentucky to have the lead. For a good portion of the second half, Kentucky makes a good run to get back in front. A team like Notre Dame in that spot, Candace, traditionally is going to fold because oh, yeah. Kentucky's the better team. They're the number 10 team in the country. But Notre Dame didn't. They kept fighting, kept fighting. Next thing you know, they win by four points. Had the big breakaway at the end of the game to kind of close it out and end it. So, yeah, awesome, awesome win by Notre Dame. 
No doubt. We also had great games between LSU and Georgia Tech. LSU coming out on top, but you know the Yellow Jackets certainly held their own, but their biggest issue, turnovers. They're trying to figure out how to secure the ball. We all talk about this all day long about college hoops, and if you don't have ball security, it's going to always be a long day. And the fact that they were you know, having a strong lead, a commanding lead in the first half, and weren't able to capitalize in the second, knowing that LSU is a back half team, you know, shout to what is my guy's name? Is it Tari? Is it yes. There it yes. is. Handling what he had to do, you know, in the second half. And I just feel like it's very telling of how this team is going to have to figure out quickly how to get things together and if they want to have any sort of pro- progressive season. Yeah. Candace, this game makes me think of a, a very, very young J.J. Jackson who uh, very much so his attitude was swayed by wins and losses for mm-hmm. Duke basketball. And in this moment, I think of many conversations that my mom had to have with me to try and calm me down at halftime of Duke basketball games. When you're losing at halftime, there's no worse feeling than that. And when you're losing in the first half, the sky is falling. Oh my gosh, we've already lost the game. And Candace, I can't even count. And my mom's going to laugh listening to this. I can't even count the number of times she would look at me and say, JJ, you only play the first half to get to the second half, right? It is a complete game. And for Georgia tech, That's kind of what happened here. The lead in the first half, you're winning by a four-point margin at the halftime break. But LSU only played the first half to get to the second half, tail Mm -hmm. of two halves, as they outscored the Yellow Jackets by 20 in that second half. Uh, So a big win for LSU and for Georgia Tech. They've just got to find a way to take care of the basketball. That's for sure. Michael DeBoe uh, at one point was leading the entire country and scoring ever since that North Carolina game. Kind of tailed off a little bit. Can Georgia Tech find a way to get him back rolling? Absolutely. All right, switching gears here to this Georgetown-Syracuse game. We'd love to get your thoughts because Syracuse, I'm very hype on. I feel like, you know, the Bayheim brothers are due for a really incredible season, but in season, right? I know postseason, they're all about making sweet 16s and figuring it out when it matters, but capitalizing on great games, I think they missed the mark in this moment, losing to Georgetown 79-75. How did you feel like this game went for the Syracuse Orange, and what do you think they need to do in order to kind of regroup and get back set. Oh, they certainly had been more competitive. I think last time when we spoke about uh, Syracuse was last Mm -hmm. week, and they just came off their big ACC win against Florida State. Talk about a team that's kind of sliding right now. Uh, In the middle of the week last week, they play a top-10 team in Villanova. Fairly competitive during stretches with Villanova. I I think Syracuse is the better team than Georgetown, and I think they walk away from this game really, really disappointed. I can't wait for Tyler Aki to be on the show a little bit later to hear what he's had to say <laughs> or what he has already said on Lockdown yeah. Turkeys because you got to be you got to be disappointed losing that game. Man, another disappointment. I know we're gonna. I really want to spend some time talking about NC State and you Purdue. You asked me what the what my vibe was with ACC basketball, Candace. Yeah. And the more we talk, my vibe for <laughs> ACC basketball this weekend might have been disappointment. <laughs> I mean, honestly, truly, you know? because I I think for me. It's like we are fine in house. We can have a, like our you know disagreements. We can like cuss each other out. We gotta do what we gotta do. But don't go out here and embarrass me with the other <laughs> conferences, right? Don't go and get beat by LSU. Don't right. get beat by Georgetown. Right. Like that's not you gotta have a good brave face. I'm rooting yes. for you. I'm rooting for yes. all of you. Yep. You know, that's how I feel about that. Then you get into the Sunday matchups. Speaking of which, Florida State, South Carolina, a Florida State team that has all the promise in the world to be successful and yet came up so short. 
one shot to, to seal it, and they weren't able to finish it off, losing to South Carolina 66-65 in that tournament that they can really let that name go. It's like in racism tournament, which I'm like, who even thinks of stuff like this? Like, please, let's regroup. But a Florida State team that's looking a little shaky right now. Leonard Hamilton's, you know, looking at his young guys who normally he can go to that depth chart and really get excited about it. But right now it's like, damn, I'm going to have to really kind of uh, white glove these bad boys. If we're going to get to a strong uh, postseason. Yeah, no, look, you look at the South Carolina team and their win over Florida State. You just can't be in that position if you're Florida State. South Carolina already defeated Georgetown on the season. So there's like the big transitive property map that you can do there. <laughs> like A team beat B team, B team beat C, you know, like yeah. all the way down from South Carolina, Georgetown, Florida State, Syracuse, all kind of being lumped into one. South Carolina also lost by over 20 points to Coastal Carolina, which is not a good loss for the uh, for the Gamecocks to have. Yeah. And for Florida State, they really are reeling. I don't know what's going on with the Seminoles. I need to pay more attention to them this coming week to get a better idea of what's happening. But it's not great. I'll tell you that much. It's not great. Listen, JJ, they might need a come to Jesus conversation. I think it's just one of those things. Again, you're so used to being, a, they don't have the Scotty Barneses coming off the bench. They don't have Patrick Williams rolling out there to lead the team. And I think that's one of the biggest issues. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to work with what you got. And one of the things that you always lean on for Leonard Hamilton is figuring it out. So I, you know, we're calling yeah. on him to be that kind of old school coach that comes in with a new game plan and maybe make some adjustments. It's still, you know, what, 10 games into the season. So we're all still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Take a breath before any of the Seminoles people panic. Let's just all calm for a sec. And Florida state had a six point lead at halftime versus South Carolina and just and did. couldn't quite hold on. So yeah, uh, it's I all guess about the, finishing. I guess the last game from the weekend for us to touch on here, Candace would, would just be number one, Purdue and NC State and the back-and-forth game that was. I know that Kitten had some funny things to say about this one. Again, I'm just encouraging people to check out yesterday's podcast because <laughs> it was that good uh, with, with Candace and Kitten. But yeah. NC State just couldn't hold on. And they had double-digit leads at multiple different points in this contest. But I guess it just wasn't meant to be, Candace. Tough, DJ, tough loss for the Wolfpack. JJ, I'm going to tell you a story here in just a second because I think it's very important that I set the scene for how I lose faith more and more about NC State. Let me, let me set the scene for you, okay? I'm going okay. I'm gonna, to I'm gonna set it off right. I want to tell you guys first, though, if you are still really into – uh, football bowl season is here and your team is locked and loaded. I'm going to the UNC bowl game between South Carolina and the Tar Heels. I can't wait to see all my friends in Charlotte. So would you join me? And if you do so, make sure that you are ready to get in on some picks. And that is with prize picks, the leader in college sports, daily fantasy. We can have a conversation about what we should do in terms of college football and basketball props. Cause you know, prize picks offers more than anyone in the world and offers all star players of the power five as well as mid-major players that you might never heard of they offer any prop you can think of so just be sure to use promo code locked on all of the users that deposit and use your promo code you can get a hundred percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars 10 times on any entry. It's just when you pick two to five players. So go to prizefix.com, use promo code locked on, or go to your app store and download the app today. 
The holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into your search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breast sides, and desserts. So much and so much more. When you use promo code LOCKED, college, excuse me, you'll get an additional eight Omaha steak burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com, getting eight free burgers when entering the code college. Achieve gifting, there it is, greatness with Omaha steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. Okay, JJ, wrapping up the show, have to tell you about the story. So I'm going to San Antonio for the weekend, right? I'm hanging out with my friends. Shout out my girl Taylor works for the Spurs. I'm sitting here on Sunday. I have long labor. It's like four hours. I'm getting to watch Sunday football. I'm getting to watch, you know, Cowboys Washington. Then I get, okay, I got to pull my screen. Oh, I see. I forgot about NC State and Purdue. So we get to the game. I'm rolling, right? On my laptop, everything's great. I see NC State. Seven-point lead. I'm like, okay, okay. Seven points is not that much. Ten-point lead. Cool, 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 cool. Did I see an 11 to 15? Not y'all double-digit leading, right? So I'm feeling good. I'm like, okay, I'm tweeting out like, y'all, okay. We might be talking about a different NC State team. Like, this team can hang tough. I know they can do it. But can they finish? So my flight starts to do the whole boarding thing. I'm in group A, shout out to Southwest, right? I'm like, oh damn, like the one time I'm not in group C, I have to go ahead and I <laughs> can't watch the, the game end off of the early. Game. Yeah. So I tweet now, I'm like, I just know when I wake up out this flight, I'm gonna see the NC State upset Purdue. And I'm just thinking, okay, these boys 10 points. We're talking 10 point leads. Feeling good. I touch down. I see overtime. And I'm like, how? How did we get to overtime, fellas? Because you know what happens in overtime when you're not the better team? More than likely, you're going to get beat. And that's exactly what happened to NC State. And I think that's the most frustrating part of it all is you had your chance and you blew it, right? You absolutely were in this game. It was your game for the taking. Purdue looked sleep the entire time, right? They just looked like they, they played down to NC State. Or we can even argue that NC State damn sure has the – competition they have the competitive spirit and the fight to stay with the best of them if anything they shouldn't hang their heads but how tired are we are talking about moral victories for nc state basketball yeah you got to move on you got to find a way to actually <laughs> win the basketball game you're right i yeah. am a little tired of those moral victories so uh tough loss wolfpack fans you got to go yeah. get them next time i reckon 82 72 loss again they were it was all wolfpack until it wasn't and i think that's the most frustrating part for me, it's just watching Coach Keats have not the horses in the stable. You don't have necessarily the Duke and Carolina rosters on paper, but you're still able to be in games. It's exciting times, as we again mentioned, that all the teams in the triangle and the triad are looking pretty good. Wake Forest currently sitting at the top of the food chain right now, which is, of course, because Duke hasn't played a conference game yet, and still, it is what it is. Nine and one overall, and I never thought I would see – Wake Forest at this point be this good, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with things getting shaken up. There's still a long season to go, as we've mentioned multiple times here on the show today. Do you feel like when Duke steps in, it's kind of going to be a game changer? Yeah, no, for sure. They're going to let the world know what's <laughs> up. They're, uh, they're back in action this week, as I said tonight, playing South Carolina State. They did not play for two full weeks, which is the one of the longest layoffs across college basketball this season, period. 
and they come back with three games in five days. Tonight, Thursday, Saturday, busy, busy, busy week for the Duke basketball team. I hope they hydrate well because they're going to need it. And then, Candace, I'll kind of end on this. Another weekend ahead. I'm already looking forward to next week's show with you because between the likes of Indiana, Notre Dame, you've got Georgia Tech and number 10 USC, and then North Carolina taking on a top five UCLA game. Next weekend, we still have really big Power yeah. 5 versus Power 5 uh, ACC basketball games. So I'm looking forward to next week's show already with you, Candace, and uh, a pleasure to be here with you today. Of course, no doubt. Two-week break, you know, it's that academic rigor we were talking about yeah, exactly. at the top of the show. Well, study, study, study. <laughs> That's why Mike Elko's right here now. He's getting in on it. He's meeting with players between study breaks. You know, I, I, I see the vibe that Duke is trying to portray. JJ, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Please remind folks of where they can find you, follow your work. Locked on Blue Devils every single day of the week at LO underscore Blue Devils on Twitter, wherever you get your podcasts. And check me out at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Whole lot of fun. Thanks for doing this. Uh, and thanks for inviting me, Candace. Of course, no doubt. Guys, make sure you guys come back tomorrow. We've got more to talk about. We've got some transfer portal news to talk about with AJ Black. More football conversations to be had at Locked on ACC on Twitter. Thanks for following Candace Cooper and JJ Jackson. Until next time.